Hey, and welcome to the Creatography Podcast. I'm Devontae. And I'm Thomas. Are you a photographer or videographer like us? Well, this one's for you. The Creatography Podcast is a podcast by creatives for creatives like yourself. Listen in as we share our hints, tips, tricks, laughs, and our own experiences with one goal in mind, to learn and grow together. Whether you're new to this journey or a seasoned pro, we have something for you. Thanks for stopping by. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome to our new podcast, the Creatography Podcast, where we talk about photo and video. My name is Devontae Randolph, and I am one of your hosts. You might know me on Instagram as D Randolph Images, and my brother who's with me from another creative mother, Thomas, and his Instagram is Thomas D Photographs. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited because we've been talking about doing this podcast for so long, and we're finally here, bro. We're finally recording it for the people who want to listen. Yeah, I'm excited. I, mean, I hope too, they man. listen. But it's, it's been a little, uh, it's been a little time in the making, and I'm glad to be recording this first episode with you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, to be honest with you, dude, I'd rather have nobody else but you on this set with me while we record because we definitely have shared our journey together. Um, we've been doing photography for about five years. I know I've done it for about five years. And what about you, bro? Yeah, about the same, a little less, but pretty much uh, we have a we have a pretty similar timeline. Um, so I'm excited too. We have a lot of you know gigs that we've done together, but uh, we have a lot of um, stories to tell, <laughs> funny things to reflect on, uh, lessons that we've learned that we want to share, and um, yeah, that's what this podcast is all about. Um, for for who for the people listening, Devonte, uh, who's this podcast for? What what are your thoughts on that? Who's, who who would who would benefit the most from this podcast? Um, the people who benefits the most from this podcast is. Uh, I mean, anybody, to be honest with you, um, if you're thinking about getting into photography, um, if you're a beginner photography, if you're an experienced photographer and just want to listen to the stories that we've had or you've had similar stories and you're like, yo, man, I've been through that and you want to connect with us. I mean, uh, hey, I'm happy that our stories and our journeys, you know, we can share with you guys. But, yeah, this is for anybody who's listening. You don't have to be in photography to to, you know. Uh, follow this you can just you know you just want to be a listener and be like yo I, I think I know photography I like taking photos on my iPhone or whatever but yeah man I think this would benefit anybody but um, you know if you're a photographer uh, you know I really hope that you benefit from this as well um, again like I said beginner photographers who's trying to get into the hobby this would be great for you I hope I hope that you know me and Thomas's um, trials and tribulations and you know our journey you know from when we started to now um, something will you know pop out to you something will help you um, decide on either gear or what type of genre of photography you want to do. Um, you know, I don't know, but I just hope that, you know, our stories that we're going to get across and our lessons that we've learned, you know, the hits that we took, um, the late nights that we've been up, um, three or four o'clock in the morning when we would send texts back and forth, you know, asking for help or learning something or, you know, whatever it might be, editing, you know, a gig or anything like that. You know, I hope that, you know, some of you guys can relate out there and you understand what we're talking about. So, um, this will benefit everybody who listens, I hope. So um, we're glad that you're here. Um, and again, Thomas, I'm excited about this, man, because we have so many stories. Um, so, yeah, guys, thanks for being here, and I hope you guys enjoy our podcast.
Uh, yeah, man. You know, you, you, the list goes on and on, right? There's so much that goes into photography, and that's just photography. And we're also going to talk eventually about video stuff too. So um, let's Correct. let's let's bring it down a little bit, and let's start from the beginning. We have different stories. We've gone over it personally, um, but you know, share with the audience. How did you, uh, Devante? How did you get into photography? Ooh, yeah. I, I know we've talked about this before, but for the people who don't know how I got into photography, um, long story short, I worked for Best Buy um, straight out of high school, and I worked in the gaming and the photography department. Um, one day, this couple comes in, and one of them is coming from Kaiser, which was right across the street. And, you know, the husband was talking to me, and he said all he does is, you know, puts people for transportation all day, every day. But the wife was the reason why she kind of helped me get into photography. So um, at that time, I think uh, it was a Canon um, Mark IIs that were in. And these Mark IIs were like $4,000, like four to $5,000 with the lens, everything, right? So most people who come into Best Buy, you know, they want to buy something fancy, they use their Best Buy credit card. And she tells me, she goes, hey, Devante, can you, um, I want to buy that Mark II right now. I go, okay, cool. Um, are you going to be paying with your Best Buy? And she goes, no, I'm going to pay cash. I go, cash? You're going to pay $5,000 right now for this camera? She goes, yeah. I actually just did a wedding last night, and I made 6000 from the wedding. So, you know, I just use that money and flip it on this. And I go, weddings? This is crazy. You get paid 6000 to do a wedding? She goes, yeah, it's about eight hours. But, you know, uh, yeah, I got paid 6000 to do this wedding. And I'm like, it just blew my mind, bro. It like, I'm like, I seen money. Um you know, but I didn't start right then and there. So basically, a couple months later, um, who my girlfriend at the time, Elena, who is now my wife, um, you know, Instagram and everything like that, you know, women uh, and men too, they like to take photos of selfies and stuff. So I would catch her all the time, take her photos, and I would see her add type of colors to it and all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, yo, this is, that's kind of cool, you know? Like, I'm not really the person who likes to be in front of the camera. I'm more behind the camera. I see I'm a photographer now, so of course. Um, but I never liked to be in front of the camera. So one day I just turned on my iPhone and I just started taking pictures of stuff, my dogs and everything like that. And I asked her, I said, hey, how do you make that color change? And she showed me. And from there, um, I got super interested because I can make a regular photo look like something amazing. So that's what kind of helped me get into it. Um, and then quickly after that, um, I went and I bought this um, little, I think, what do you call those things, bro? Where uh, it's like the little fisheye lens for your phone that you can get on Amazon. There you go. I bought this fisheye lens. And if you go back to like one of the first pictures on my page, you'll see it. And that was, I, I shot through this fisheye lens of the street and it came out incredible. And after that, man, um, that is basically how I got into my photography journey. Nice. My sister graduated, I think a year later from Paramount. And yeah, I went to go buy a GoPro. And basically after that, that's how I got into my journey. Um, this lady who did a wedding for $6,000 and then my wife being so photogenic, um, it kind of, you know, attracted me to, you know, editing photos and that's how I got into my journey. So nice, yeah, man. man um, yeah. So, you know, I'm actually asked the same question. How did you get into photography? I want to hear your story. Yeah. Mine had nothing to do with some rich lady who came into my work. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know, um, you know, I just graduated uh, graduate school, and when I uh, 
when I started six years ago, uh, you know, I, I was going to college and uh, had a kid on the way, and I was stressed out. I was super stressed out, you know, a lot of responsibilities, more responsibilities coming with the child in a relationship, um, just managing life, you know, getting day to day, getting through the struggles. And I wasn't necessarily in a bad place, but I felt like I needed a stress reliever. And growing up, uh, we never had a lot of money. So, I, you know, um, it really wasn't until I was an adult when, when I got a camera that I could actually afford to get a camera. and But I always wanted one. I, I always kind of, I was artistic growing up. I would draw and, and do that type of stuff. Um, but I was always really interested in photography. And uh, I said, you know what, I, I'm going to pull the trigger on this. Uh, I spoke with my wife about it. We decided kind of, we created a budget. This is what we want to spend. Mm-hmm. Let's um, Let's find a place where we can get, you know, within that budget to get you your creative outlet, your stress reliever. And, um, yeah, for you sure. Know, there's a whole story to like, you know, how I selected the camera I ended up getting and all that. But yeah, what really got me into, uh, photography was I needed something to relieve some of the stress that I was dealing with. And I took a chance with photography and, you know, that's not getting ahead of us here, but that's one thing I like to tell people is you don't know what's going to work for you until you try, you know, um, that's facts. And when I tried photography, it just sounds like exactly what you were saying is tried it out and it, it just fit. It felt good. It allowed me to uh, escape in a healthy way from challenges and stressors of life. Um, so that's that's what got me into it. It was this pressure, this push, and this, uh, honestly, a feeling of like desperation yeah. needing an outlet. Um, and that's what got me you know, to get into it. You know, that's, actually, that's actually a good story, you know, because if you, you know, I was just thinking in my head as I told my story and you told your story, you know, I got into it because I saw the green in it, you know, I mean, but that was Mm -hmm. like my first take on it when she came in. And then after that, I totally forgot about that. I just kind of got attached after I started editing photos, you know, it kind of made me be like, yo, that's crazy. But then you got into it because, you know, like you say, you had a baby on the way and you were stressed out, man. And, um, you know, congratulations as well. Um, I know you're Dr. Thomas now, so I know when we were shooting, you know, you are going through college, you know, finishing up school as well, so congrats on yeah, that, bro. thank you. Um, so I'm going to give you your roses right now for that, <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to start calling you Dr. Thomas D. Photographs. But man, Okay, cool. I'm going to still call you that sometimes. Um, but, you know, it's crazy because we've told our story to each other before, and it was something that I didn't know that you said. I didn't know you are artistic when you were growing up. You never told me that. So you listeners out there, this guy's telling more parts of the stories that he hasn't even told me. So, you know, that's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, man, it's kind of cool to hear two different stories about how we started. So to be honest with you, man, I know you said that you had a budget and, you know, you and the wife and everything like that. So what was your budget um, when, you know, you decided to go get your camera? Yeah, um, man. You know, well, first, I just want to say going back to your story real quick, you know, someone walks into my work and they're dropping five, six thousand dollars on a camera that would blow my mind apart because crazy right dude our budget was 500 bucks and that was expensive (laughs) to us like that was cream of the crop you're 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 rich bro if you're spending 500 dollars on a camera and then to hear Mm. that you had someone coming into your store and just you know they did a wedding and they made six grand so it just shows you like how expensive uh photography can actually be but going back to your question um our budget was five hundred dollars. 
And like I said, that seemed like a lot to us. That was a lot. That's still a lot now to us. So we, we decided $500. We didn't want to spend any more. We definitely wanted to spend less. Uh, you know, the, the remainder was going to diaper money. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> so I started the search for, well, first of all, I had to start Googling what are mirrorless cameras and what are DSLR cameras and what do you get? That's a whole, that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, the budget was 500 and I wanted that to include everything I needed. So I'm talking camera bag, memory cards, which I had learned about the different lenses. What kind of lens do I want? What about tripod? All that stuff. So I wanted that all to fit within that budget. And fortunately, I was able to find a deal. Do you want to go into that now, the type of gear we started out with? You want to transition to that? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, what did you, what camera? What was your first camera? Okay. Give me about, give me details about the yeah. gear. I want to know all of that. Okay, yeah. So for the $500 budget, I was looking at Costco because it had a really good deal on uh, a Nikon camera. They actually had the... Basically, they always have Nikon and Canon yeah, cameras at Costco. Exactly. It's like they're literally in the same aisle right next to each other. Like they're just like, "What's up?" Exactly. Out right there on the aisle. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I've never seen a Sony in Costco, right, bro. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They're too expensive. So, so I, you know, I went to Costco and I was I was standing at the at the aisle and I was just staring at these cameras with all these numbers and it's this Canon. I don't know what they're even called, but you know, the one that I ended up getting was a Nikon D3300 and it came with, uh, yeah. So the Nikon D3300, it came with, uh, the, the kit, all the kit lenses. You know, I was a kit King. Uh, I had 18 oh, to 55 sure. and then it also, <laughs> Hey, bundle life. It came with the, uh, 55 to 200, you know, and Dude. this is, I was in a, I was in a point with photography, uh, Devante, that I did not know anything about photography. All I knew was this was the thing I was going to try, and I was going to invest this 500 bucks in this stress reliever. Yeah. Um, so I got the D3300, 18 to 55, 55 to 200, and I had a super wide focal range to meet whatever needs we're going to develop uh, over time. So that's what I started with. Um, and I walked away, ripped that thing out of the box before I even got to the car. I took it out, and I was like, uh, <laughs> now what? <laughs> now what? Now what? <laughs> now the YouTube University begins. Now, um, yeah. So that's what, I, that's what I started yeah, with. A, um, uh, I'm gonna flip it back to you. What did you start with? Like, what was your starting kind of uh, camera? What was your starting camera? Yeah, man. So, uh, so I kind of almost went into it earlier when we were in our intro and um, telling you how I started. So I think you guys might have heard me say GoPro. Um, the budget that I had was, let me see, what did I do? Um, so Best Buy. So I used to work for Best Buy. So I knew all the tricks to the trade for Best Buy, which is which is crazy. So this kind of helped me. So I think I had bought something from Best Buy. I don't remember what I bought from Best Buy. Oh, I bought a GoPro. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about DSLRs. Uh, I just knew about editing photos on the iPhone, right? So, um, you know, I've never been, I didn't Google anything. I didn't YouTube anything, no YouTube University at the time. So I went to uh, Best Buy and I'm like, okay, cool. Give me this camera. And I bought a GoPro because they're like, yo, GoPro takes like 12 megapixels or whatever it was at the time. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Let me get it. My sister was graduating. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Um, I'm going to take photos, you know, at the graduation. 
So I'm sitting all the way up the top of the stands and I'm taking photos on the GoPro. It, it looks crazy, but I'm not satisfied because I'm like, yo, it's not giving me these photos that I'm looking on Instagram and I see all these models and, you know, all these nice landscape photos and all kinds of stuff like that. So you, you had Instagram get home. at the time. Oh, yeah, because huh? you, you, started, you started editing photos on Instagram. So you had Instagram when you got this GoPro? Yeah, so I had okay. Instagram when I had the GoPro, but, like, I wasn't, like, mainly on it, on photographer stuff, but I did see a couple, you know, like I said, it was just, you know, look up photography photos and here and there. So it wasn't, like, I super dove into it. It was just kind of like the beginning. So um, I didn't have my photography yet. My photography page, I was just looking at, you know, um, hashtags. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, you know, I take photos of her ceremony and, you know, they came out good. You know, they came out great. You know, they came out perfect to me because I'm like, yo, I'm a photographer now. I can do this. These photos coming out cool. Dude, when I look at it now, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, why didn't I do research, bro? Like, I, <laughs> bro, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I, I was just laughing because I was picturing you on the top of a bleachers <laughs> with a GoPro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, bro. You know Tell how we are, like, man. Hey, so sit down. I'm, you're in my frame. You're in my, <laughs> well, you're in my frame. <laughs> right? I'm over here GoPro-ing the whole ceremony, bro, getting the whole football field. Oh, I'm doing funny. it, bro. I'm thinking I'm this super professional photographer and not even cards. know what I had in store. Right? I didn't even know what I had in store for me, man. So I get home and I Google and I'm sitting here like, I see, oh, this was a turning point of me realizing that I had the wrong camera. So as I'm at the top, I go down to the bottom and I see this gentleman and he has this super nice camera and he has this super long lens. I think he had like a 7200 on it and he's just shooting, man. He's just pop, 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 just shooting. And I'm like, I asked him, I go, hey man, what kind of camera is that? He goes, oh, it's, I think he had a Canon something, but he's like, yeah, it's, it's a DSLR. And I'm like, DSLR? He's like, yeah, this is for like, you know, professional photos and stuff like that. You know, I'm taking it at a ceremony. I'm like, hmm, that's that's cool. So, I mean, and I asked myself, so what do you think about this GoPro? He goes, oh, I mean, GoPros are usually for people who want to do like, like video and kind of like put it on their helmet or, you know, they're going on like a vacation. They, you know, want like a small little camera to capture, you know, basically things, you know, they can bring back home and everything like that. So I go, so you're telling me that um, what you're doing is going to be like, he's like, this is for like the yearbook and everything else like that. Like GoPros don't really do what this do. So you're going to have to invest some money. So I get home and I go on YouTube university, I'm Googling it and I finally find out what a DSLR is, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. So good thing is I got warranty on my GoPro, which means that I can take that GoPro back, back, excuse me. And I can actually get, a a gift card with the $800 I spent on that GoPro with the accessories, right? 800, 800 bucks. So that was my budget. Yeah, bro. I spent I some money on that GoPro. Cost, <laughs> bro, Go, that GoPro. Exactly. Cause you know, at that time, this was 2013, 14, bro. So GoPros yeah. are still at like GoPro one or two or whatever. You blew so my yeah, budget it up was the water. Hot. I mean, I didn't, but it was a hot commodity at the time. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I paid 800 bucks, you know, whatever. You know, the paycheck I'm getting from Best Buy, just flip it and put it back in the Best Buy. Who cares? So um, that's called paying I the go man. Back, <laughs> paying the man, right? Paying the man. So I go back and I'm like, all right, my GoPro's messed up. Just give me my money back on my gift card, right? So then I go over to the DSLR and um, 
at this time, I was searching up different DSLRs. And I know you said you had the Nikon D3300. And I was actually thinking about getting a Nikon D3300, bro. But since I had a little bit more money in my budget, I was like, you know what? I ended up getting a Nikon D5300. <laughs> and I think that was one of the newer Nikon, mm-hmm. you know, cameras at the time. <laughs> and it had like a flip out screen. It was crazy cool. So I'm like, you know what? I got 800 bucks. Let me invest it. So I invested it and I think it ended up coming out to a thousand bucks. I paid like 200 more bucks, right? But this thing didn't come with a lens, bro, a kit lens. I think it was just a camera. And then I ended up buying uh, my Nifty 50 like a couple you know, weeks later, whatever. But yeah, man, that was basically how I came about. And that's basically my budget. So I started out with 800 bucks, flipped my GoPro, and I got my DSLR. And I ended up getting a Nikon D5300. And, you know, man, I missed that camera so much. I wish I would have never gave it up. But, you know, as you progress in photography and as you, you know, keep going, you know, you need to go up to or you decide that you want to get a different type of camera for a different need. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, 800 bucks was my budget because nice. I bought that GoPro. Yeah. And the Nikon D5300 was my first ever camera, man. Nice, dude. Yeah, that's a, you know, I think both of those um, are great cameras to start on. Um, they're going to oh, have, for, for sure. you know, and we could talk about this now if you want. Um, you know, when I got the, the Nikon D3300, like I said, I ripped that thing out of the box before I even got to the car. And we actually were going to, we were going, my wife and I were going to uh, visit her family in San Diego. And I remember mm-hmm. being in the car and just, I took the, I put the lens on and, you know, before that I had watched a few, a few, I probably watched a whole bunch of videos on YouTube about different types of cameras and things to look out for. So I remember the first thing I would see all these videos about only shooting manual, only shooting manual, get out of auto. You know, if you're in auto, you're, <laughs> oh, in, you're, you're lame. You, you need to get out of auto. Yeah. So. What did I do? I put that thing in manual, and I didn't know what to do with it, dude. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> shutter speed, aperture. Lost, the, bro. You had to learn. You basically have to learn the whole language that comes with photography, right? Yeah, of course. So here I am. We're driving to lot. San Diego. Yeah. Oh, bro, it's so much. We're driving to San Diego, right? I got this camera mm-hmm. on manual. Bro, I shot probably a 1,000 overexposed <laughs> photos all the way from <laughs> L.A. to San Diego and back, dude. But you know what? You know what's cool about it is, as I reflect back on it, is how bad the photos were and how much fun I was having just sucking like that, bro. <laughs> like that's crazy. It didn't even mat- Like it didn't matter because this is what I was pursuing. I wanted the stress reliever, yeah. and I wanted something Most that I definitely. can dump my effort into and passion into and. I was sitting here with this camera in my hands. My wife's driving. She, you know, she's driving. She's doing her thing. I'm mm-hmm. over here snapping away. I'm. I put the 55 to 200 on that. I'm like sniping cars in the next lane, looking this like guy's a total going for weirdo, the moon. bro. <laughs> Look, I'm over here. I'm like, yeah. I'm. Sh- I'm oh, I'm looking super creepy, bro. Cruising down in the passenger seat, looking like an <laughs> undercover detective or something. But oh, man, man, I drove all the way, all the way to San Diego. Like I said, and we, you know, we we stayed there, hung out with the family, and I remember from. The moment I got there, I remember yeah. I literally like just ditched the whole family, bro. I left. I left. I left everybody. I was like, nope, I'm antisocial. I'm out of here. And I just went down to the beach, dude. <laughs> and I was just taking pictures yeah. of waves, people, and it was just nonstop, dude. And that's like the first memories I have of what photo offered for me, what photo offered as a stress reliever, and what it offered as um, something to help me escape in a healthy way. Yeah. That was the first memories I have of what photo offered for me. It offered me uh, a way to just get stuck up in the world, get present in the moment, be in the environment, 
and uh, I had no idea what I was doing, bro. <laughs> I had no idea. I watched way too many videos. I didn't take any of it in. And I was just <laughs> excited about it, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Looking back now, uh, that's what the gift of photography was for me, was to just just act a fool and enjoy the whole process of it. Yeah, man. I, I enjoy I enjoyed that you said that, man, because to add on to your question, I mean, just to add on to what you're saying is that, you know, uh, you know, dude, shooting in manual mode and not knowing anything is horrific. You're like, like you said, you're getting all these overexposed, underexposed. You're getting, you know, I remember shooting a shot of Elena one time with my dog and the dog came out looking like a vampire. My dog's <laughs> black and he came out looking white. I'm like, dude, what's going on? You know, but all out of um, focus like you said, blurry. man. All, right, all out of focus, blurry. You know, the eyes in focus, everything else is blurry. I mean, at that time, you don't know what that means, but you're like, bro, this is not how it should look until you, you know, yeah. progress. And you're like, okay, bokeh, you know, yeah. a couple of years later, a couple of months later. But, you know, in the beginning, you're just trial and error and you're testing out that yeah. new camera and trying to figure out if this hobby, you know, or this stress reliever, whatever you may, you know, want to call it, is for you or good for you yeah. or something that you really want to pursue. Um, and, you know, for me, when I got my stuff, I was all in, you know, like it was no going back. You spent the money. This is something that you're going to learn. This is something that you're going to do. For money? You know? um, I mean, for both, okay. you know. At that time, you know, when I started, when I first, when that lady came in, yeah, it was for money. But then I fell in love with the, you know what, man, these edits are crazy cool. And, you know, I already knew, too, um, that... I wasn't going to get paid as soon as I started shooting, you know, because I didn't want to shoot at that time when I started shooting. I didn't want to shoot, uh, you know, portraiture humans or anything else like that. At that time, I didn't know what portraiture was called. You know, I just was telling my wife, like, I don't want to shoot people like people seem hard. So I started shooting my Funko toys that I collect. I started shooting landscape and stuff like that. And that was easy. But, you know, it was hard, you know, because I didn't still didn't know what I was doing, but it helped you know because it helped me learn a lot of stuff and it was something i can actually walk to the corner and shoot a picture of this tree i remember dude one of my third or fourth photos on my instagram was um in my backyard this rose and i took a photo of this rose with the moon in the background um and yeah man you know that was one of my favorite photos i've ever took because i didn't have to talk to the person i could just take a snapshot of the rose and with the moon in the background yeah. i thought it was cool um but <clears throat> You know, I know I had times as well where I would get upset because I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm shooting, I'm shooting, I'm shooting, and things are going black. Things are getting blurry. And, you know, there was a couple of times where I got ticked off and kind of wanted to put the camera down when I first started. But at the same time, I remember, like, dude, like, you know, this is only the beginning, bro. Like, there's more benefits to reap from this, you know. So just pick the camera back up and learn, you know. I mean, you guys when you guys get more into our podcast you'll understand that i'm a very motivational person i like to listen to motivational stuff so you know man you know me bro i listen to will smith and all these motivational people so you know i just threw on some motivational tunes and kept it going but um you know that's just me but i totally understand your story and i totally understand where you're coming from but you know it's really funny because i'm going back and i'm imagining what you're saying you know what you said about you know you and whitney driving out to san diego you're just snapping away looking like a creep with that big old beard yep. um but you're just learning to have a fun and that's yeah. what it's really all about having fun 
But you, you know, going just going to what you said is you actually brought up some of the challenges that come early on uh, with not knowing what you're doing and feeling, you know, sometimes I felt helpless. I felt like, man, I watched that video, Fro knows, Photo, you know, that dude. Everybody's <laughs> watching his videos, right? Of I course. I remember watching we his are. videos and being so frustrated because here I was dedicated to this thing that I wanted to work out and I wanted it to. I wanted the results to be what I'm seeing on on Instagram. Actually, excuse me. Actually, yes. when I first started, I didn't have Instagram. I didn't start Instagram until I wanted to do photography as a business, which we can talk about um, either this podcast or later on. But another episode. That's gonna yeah, be like episode yeah, four that's or five. Like so. Episode five or maybe hours two, long. guys. Yeah, maybe episode two. Yeah, uh, when photography becomes a business. Um, but I remember being so frustrated sometimes because it just didn't work out. And, um, you know, you brought up something that was really cool that you said about, um, you know, wanting to be motivational and using motivational videos and quotes to kind of help you push through those times when you wanted to give up. And I could totally relate to that. Um, you know, a lot of my uh, frustrations came when I wanted to start doing portraits and I, uh, you know, I felt like, hey, portraits are really cool. Uh, once people see you have a camera in your hand, I don't know if anybody can relate to this. When people start seeing you have a camera in your hand, they start asking <laughs> you like, hey, can you do this photo? Can you take, well, f you know, in the beginning, oh, I wanted to say, definitely. Well, hold on a second, you don't know how much I suck. So <laughs> if you knew, <laughs> you probably wouldn't ask that. Uh, you probably run away, you know, yeah, but, for sure. So there's all, these there's all these barriers you have to overcome and all these challenges you're faced with. And it really is this kind of battle for me of, I wanted this just to be fun, and it's not fun. It's not meeting the standard that I had set. It's not meeting the expectation. This is supposed to be a stress relief. I'm over here. I'm over here tripping on a beach because a long exposure won't work out. You know, so. Right. So I had oh to, man. I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Sorry. I meant. I, I meant to say I can contest to that, bro. I totally understand your pain on that. I. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we definitely share that and I'm sure people listening can can relate to the frustrations that come with um, getting into photography and all the things that come with it and having to learn about. I remember I learned about exposure triangle, you know, shutter speed, aperture, ISO. I still don't know what Rule that is. Bro. I got a Sony now. We don't need to know that. No. <laughs> exactly. Know? But learning, learning exposure triangle, rule of thirds, composition depth of field, all of those things, ISO, oh, got to shoot really low ISO, which, whatever, that's a whole different thing. But all the things that come with it, uh, this thing that was a stress relief for me became frustrating. And it really is like a, it really is a, a growth edge, I think, in how do we manage frustration and how do we stay involved in the things even when they get uh, hard and it really required me to change my perspective on it and I like going back to the motivation thing you mentioned it sounds like the motivation stuff for you helped you change your perspective on photography even though it's hard it doesn't mean I give up even though it becomes a challenge it doesn't mean I give in and that's one thing that I learned really early on with photography I don't care if it was landscapes down in San Diego or landscapes in LA or portraits that I wasn't doing well I didn't want to give up on it because I really, really cared about this thing. And photography was amazing, even when it's hard. Yeah, man, uh, definitely facts. Uh, basically, to, to add on to what you're saying is that you're right, man. Um, again, it was something that I told myself, yo, you bought this camera for this amount of money. Um, you're not getting your money back, so you're stuck with it. Um, 
but this is something that you wanted to pursue and do. So won't you just hit it full, you know, you know, full on. And um, I just want to tell this quick story was that um, a a brother of mine, a a good friend of mine, my brother, Brandon, um, you know, we we talk about our, you know, dreams and aspirations, everything like that as well. And I had let him know before this, this is what I'm going to do, you know. My wife knew, a couple of people knew, you know. But, you know, I don't really tell a lot of people my business. I just, you know, I, I, I go for what I really want, man. And, um, you know, I had those doubts as well. You know, I know you said that you started your page um, when you started realizing that you wanted to make it a business, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't start my page, um, you know, realizing that I wanted to make it a business. I started my page because I'm like, yo, um, I hope that other people out there on Instagram might like my photos, you know. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I would tell Brandon, like, hey, man, whatever you want to do, just start it. Just do it, man, because some people will like it. Some people won't like it, you know, um, and hopefully the people that like it continues to rock with you, you know, to wherever you end up going. And if the people who don't like it don't rock with you, oh, well, you know, you're always going to have people who like it and dislike your stuff. doesn't matter. As long as you're happy with what you're doing, that's all that matters. Um, make sure that it's making you happy, making you happy, you know? Um, so, you know, uh, my first ever photo, um, was in Palo Verde's man. Well, no, no, no. Uh, that's what I started my page with. So yeah, I started my page with my first ever photo in Palo Verde's. It was the, um, what was that? What's that light called? The lighthouse. There you go. Um, it was a lighthouse photo. Um, and I'm sure if you Google Palo Verde's lighthouse, you'll probably see my photo and a million other people who shoot photography photos in that lighthouse. Um, and I posted it and I think I got like 50 likes and I was excited, bro. I was like, yo, what? I didn't think I was going to get any likes on this, you know? And then from there, you know, it just kind of helped me keep, it helped me keep going um, and doing what I love to do as a photographer by just taking photos, um, you know, because, you know, when you have people behind you who are backing you and who are, you know, there for you or, you know, people who, who you don't know from around the world liking your photos, commenting on your photos saying, oh, this is great or, you know, this and that, or even giving you bad reviews, you know, we can talk another episode, or we can talk this episode about the bad reviews, but, you know, it it makes you happy, because you're like, before you start this, it might go right, it might go wrong, you think the worst, but when it goes right, you're like, wow, I didn't expect it to go this good, you know, so, yeah, man, you know, the motivational stuff is always a must for me every morning, but, you know, for listeners out here, listeners out there who haven't started their hobby or, you know, it doesn't have to be photography. It can be music. It can be playing sports. It can be drawing. It can be singing. Whatever you want to do, just do it, you know. Um, don't let people hate on you. Well, people are going to hate, but don't let people get you down. Don't don't care about what other people think. Um, just do what you want to do and have fun with whatever you want to do. So yeah. I know that was off the no, subject no, of no, photography, uh, but you know, I just kind of wanted to throw that lesson in there because you know that's what helped me uh, when I started this journey as a photographer. No, I mean those are really good points too, and it's funny you brought that up because I was just talking to um, my wife about hobbies and how you find hobbies. What what is a hobby? You know and it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning. You know, I'm just curious for you. Um, I know you said that uh, photography was something, it's obviously something you're committed to, you committed to, and you've continued to maintain that commitment. Um, but it was a fun thing and also something that could be, you know, financially helpful too. 
do you consider photography to be a hobby for you? You know, and how do you how do you define hobby? Like, what makes something a hobby? Because you you know you branched out a little bit with other people can have other hobbies, but I'm just curious for you, is photography a hobby? And how do you you know how do you define hobby? Yeah, man. Um, so photography is a hobby to me. Um, it's something that I love to do. It's something that I've been doing for five years now. Um, I've picked the camera up, I put the camera down, I took time off a couple months, um, you know, but that's what anything, you know, when you play sports, you know, you like basketball, NBA, you're in for a couple months and you have summer, you know, where you can be off and train and, or you just want to chill out the summer or, you know, um, like school, you know, year round school, you're in school for a couple months and they give you summer off. So, I mean, uh, it's kind of like that, but, um, yeah, man, I started as a hobby and, um, I went into after about, hmm, about three years, I decided to start getting paid from what I was doing because I was up late nights all the time. Like, you know, I worked an eight hour job, you know, uh, five days a week, but I also felt like I had another job and that was beating on my craft, which is photography, you know, my hobby. Um, I would come home be with my wife you know when we would, when she would go to bed I would be up all night on my uh, computer googling how to do this how to do that <clears throat> excuse me how to you know get better at this how to start charging everything else like that so for me you know even though I started charging people it was still a hobby to me so for me um, I mean I'm trying to define hobby the best way as possible I think it's just something that you love to do um, and I just gave my all into this, you know, photography thing and, um, never looked back. And, you know, again, like I said earlier, it, when I started this, it could go well for you or it couldn't go well. And luckily it kind of went well for me. Um, and there's been times where things didn't go well, but still to this day, um, you know, I enjoy it as a hobby and, um, it's something that I love to do, man. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah, that's my story on my hobby. That's your story. You're sticking to it, huh? Yes, yeah. sir. No, I like that. You know, uh, you know, like you said, like other things, it, you know, you put pick up the camera, you put the camera down. Um, you know, I can definitely relate to that feeling of there's times when I feel like more in love with photography than other times. It's this, um, you know, like I think that relates to the putting the camera down and picking it up. It's almost like sometimes I get distracted by life and I forget like, oh, hold on a second. Photography is a thing I care about, you know, <laughs> and I got to I got to, you know, structure in time for my hobby. And I, I also I consider even though I make money with photos and some video stuff, I definitely consider photography still to be a hobby for me. Um, I, you know, I relate to that feeling that it's fun. I enjoy it. You know, it's still um, these many years later, it's still an escape for me, a healthy escape. It's a stress reliever. Uh, even doing this, you know, this is a creative thing that's pushing our comfort zone. It's also, you know, we're having to learn a lot of things just to do a podcast and have all this equipment and things like that and then schedule. Exactly. But it's fun. Like, I would consider this almost to be a, a new hobby, you know, like a new interest of mine that's, you know, somewhat yeah. related to the photo and video stuff, but it's a little different. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, people just be interested and be curious about different things in life and being willing to try it. I, I The cool thing is, um, and this is one of the main reasons I think this whole hobby subject is important is because we would not be, I guarantee, who we are today without photography and without video and without the things we've had to learn along the way. And we would have none of that growth if we hadn't just tried. 
and just tried out photography, just tried out the hobby of photography. So it's really cool to reflect back. And, you know, we're going to continue to do that throughout the podcast um, over the the future episodes, just reflect on how this hobby of photography has opened so many doors, uh, taught so many mm-hmm. lessons. And, uh, it, the, and I must add, of course, I got to know you through photography. Like I didn't, you did not, you were not a part of my life without photography, which no. I am so grateful exactly. for. Exactly, dude, dude. I was so proud of you, and congrats again a little while later. But being able to stand up there at your wedding, like guys, I got to go to this guy's wedding, and I met him through photography at a photo <laughs> meet. Which I think we should save a whole episode to like the adventures and photo meets and things like that. But I met him yeah, through. Exactly. I consider this we guy will. like a brother to me. He's super close and connected. We get to do this together and so many other things. And I got that through photography. So I'm like internally grateful to you, Devante, to photography, to my little Nikon baby I started out with and uh, everything <laughs> in between, man. So <laughs> I get excited just thinking about what 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 you can get from a hobby if you're willing to try, you're willing to try something out. That's crazy, man. You know, he just kind of gave me the chills because you're right. Uh, people didn't know that we met each other through photography. Um, we'll tell you our story, how we met on another episode, probably episode two. Cliffhanger. So guys who are listening, come back. Yep, come back to episode two yep. where we'll tell you how we actually met. Um, but, yeah, um, we've become super close. Um, this guy I consider as my right-hand man in photography. Um you know, again, like I said earlier in the story or earlier in the podcast that we will go back and forth late night texting. Hey, buddy, can you check this photo? Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Or can you, you know, I just want to make sure this is, you know, color corrected um, and everything else like that. So, yeah. Um, and I just realized that from everybody else that I met through photography, Thomas was that guy that I can count on that we talked about so many different things besides just wanting to be the best at what we do um you know the lows the highs everything else like that so we really had a connection so um i do appreciate you uh saying yes to my wedding in such a short notice it made me super happy man and again i consider you as a brother again from another mother um so yeah man um what I was going to say next is that um, I know we talked about a couple of different things, but um, what is something or what are things that you know now oh, as man. a photographer five years later oh, that you would tell to somebody trying to get into this hobby yeah. um, as a beginner? Dude, this just like confirms exactly what we just said. My next question was, what do you wish you knew when you started photography? <laughs> And then you go That's ahead and crazy. just answer. You ask the question. Say it again. I got, That's I funny got <laughs> something. You I, got, I, you I, know. Some things I've learned that I wish I knew started out. Well, no. I mean, things that you know now yeah. that you would tell you know, uh, somebody, you know, that's trying to get into this hobby um, as a photographer, a beginning photographer, that you know now that you wish you knew um, when you started. Yeah. Um, some I, I can go on forever about this. Um, some people listening probably aren't going to like what I'm about to say. Uh, gear only matters so much. And the reason I say that is because, like I said, I started out 18 to 55 kit lens, 55 to 200 kit lens, D3300 kit camera, this whole thing, according to Instagram and according to social media, this had amateur written all over it. But I actually used that camera and that amateur setup for multiple years getting paid to do photography. So don't let uh, people tell you or influence you and make you go into debt because you feel like you need that new lens or that new camera body 
You don't need to upgrade. You don't need that new thing until you have done everything you can and and grown beyond the gear you had. You know, the, when I first started out, so that's what I'll start with. Um, you know, you don't need all the gear. You just need what you have. And honestly, the phone sitting next to me, this iPhone, shoots 4K footage. I mean, that's insane to Crazy. me. Uh, I always, Crazy. I always think about that. Like, you know, people get so caught up on needing the new thing, and oftentimes it's just perfectionism. It's just the anxiety mm-hmm. that it's not going to be up to the standards you had. And I talked about that earlier about not meeting my own standards. I had to learn early on. It's not about uh, the outcome. It's about the journey. It's about being in the moment. And so the next time you're out there and you're feeling like, oh, I need that new thing because that guy has it. Uh, this, see, the, the cool thing is, is, like, that's actually not what you did, Devante, when you were in that graduation and you saw that guy and you th- you didn't think, oh, I need that new lens. I need that whatever he has, 70 to 200 or whatever he has. You didn't say that. Yeah. You saw him as a role model and got interested and continued your own path. You didn't try to mimic him and become some clone of someone else. So that's another thing I'll say, too, is just take your own path. Take your own journey. Yeah, most definitely. Um, it's important to have role models and mentors and things like that. And it's also important to stand alone and stand up for what you want to do and who you want to be. Um, because at the end of the day, you build your own identity as a person, whether you're doing photography or not. So um, those are the two bigger things. It's gear matters. It does matter for sure. I will not say gear doesn't matter because gear does matter for sure. And also find your own path. So kind of de- managing the pressures of that. Um, those are things I wish I knew because I, I bought things, you know, I didn't really need there were, there were wants that I turned into needs, you know, I convinced myself yeah. that I need that, I don't know, whatever it is, that new reflector or a flash or uh, it, whatever, in, input anything you think you need, that's actually a want, and that's where I was, you know, last year, last week, two months ago, five years ago, <laughs> so it's a common thing, uh, but gear and, you know, pressure to get the gear and pressure to be someone you're not, I think those are the two things that... I really wish I would have known uh, going into photography. That's crazy, man, because those are actually two big points, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't want to piggyback off of what you said, man, but to be honest with you, man, um, gear, number one, was something huge for me because, um, yeah, you're right. That guy at the ceremony was a role model to me, and I know we can get into it. I kind of want to get into it, but I'm not going to get into it, where – but that'd be episode two where we go into the photo meets and stuff like that. And I've been to photo meets just like yourself. And there's so many other photographers there. And, you know, you want to be, you want to get that camera that this guy suggested and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, it's just knowing your budget and knowing what type of genre you want to get into. Again, I'm not saying you have to just focus on one genre but I think that would help you find the camera that you need you know because when I started um you know I didn't want to do portraiture um I didn't want to do sports I didn't want to do things like that I just wanted to just shoot landscape you know I actually looked at like Nat Geo graphics and everything else like that I'm like how do I get a camera to compete with these guys you know like what camera should I get I don't know you know Hmm. um so I, I just went to Best Buy and said hey give me the Nikon because on paper it looked good um but in reality I mean yeah Mike can capture some you know, jaguars or some elephants at, you know, the zoo. But 
is it really going to give me what I need to go out and be in that geo type of style? You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, at that time I was young and I was just like, Hey, give me whatever, you know, I just want the, the next shiny new thing. Oh yeah. I had money for the kit, the whole kit for the Nikon D 3300 like you, but I decided I wanted to be, you know, Hey, give me a little bit over my budget because I want this camera because every YouTube video I've searched up was, this is a camera to get, you know? Um, so I think, you know, don't let, you know, other people persuade you, excuse me, to go get a camera that you don't need. Um, again, like Thomas said, this was something that I found out early on as well, not early on, but, um, you know, a couple months later is gear is just a little bit of what you do, you know, what you use. And, you know, it's also about skill. You have to be on this craft. You have to go back and figure out what aperture is. You have to figure out what shutter speed is. You have to figure out what, you know, everything else is. Like we said earlier, the rule of thirds. Um, I tried to figure that out when I was new to photography. Did I break the rules? Yeah, because I still don't use rule of thirds. But um, just to kind of go back into what we were saying is gear is definitely most important um, thing I would tell whoever's listening to this who's trying to get into the hobby um, is just, you know, go out and figure out what your budget is. Go figure out what's something that you might want to get into, look into genres. Uh, if you want to just do portraiture, there's cameras out there for you know, portraiture, if you want to get into sports, there's cameras out there who are, that are made for sports. Or if you want something that's just beginning that can kind of do everything, you know, figure it out and see what's in your budget. Um, to be honest with you, that's one thing. That's basically the main thing mm -hmm. um, that I would tell, you know, people who are listening is gear, you know, because I had a super huge hard time with gear. Um Again, you guys know I had a GoPro, and I finally found out that GoPros aren't, you know, DSLRs. So you definitely have to do your research and figure out what's going to suit and what's going to be best for yeah. you down the road. You know, because again, like we said, and like Thomas said, photography is a is a expensive hobby, and this dude only had five hundred dollars to spend on his camera, which was great. You know, and he got a great deal, and that's what helped him become you know, the Thomas D photographs that I know five years later. And, you know, again, this guy is Kit King because <laughs> I'm telling you, man, stories that we're going to share later is Thomas would send me photos and I'd be like, dude, you take that on your 50? He's like, nah, bro, I took that on my 18, <laughs> a 55. Like, what? You're lying. Don't tell me that. Like, dude, and it kind of had me questioning my photography because I'm like, yo, That's why funny. is this guy taking so many <laughs> crazy photos on this kit lens? I'm over here using the 50 and almost look better than mine. Like, That's this funny. is crazy. Um, but, yeah, so I would just say, you know, um, for all you listeners out there who are trying to get into the hobby or new to photography, um, gear is uh, gear is something that I just want you to focus on, you know, and figure out for yourself. Yeah, and and you know, yeah, we'll we'll get into more of that when we talk about photo meets and things like that. A lot of the, some more specifics about some experiences we've had with people pressuring us to get certain things, or um, some of the conversation, the you know, the water cooler type conversations at photo meets of what's a better lens. And you know, I love that point you make, Devonte, about um. Just focus on the craft, you know, just learning the skill, whatever, whatever it is you want to focus on, just do that. You know, that helps you find your path and it helps you kind of almost protects you from a lot of the pressure of trying to be like the clone or the, the replica of the guy or gal next to you. You know, it's just 
just focus on what the D3300 1855 can do for you and what you can do with it and have a fun time, man. It's just about the journey. Um, every new gear purchase, every upgrade, that's all solution. That's all what's the solution. That's not the journey. What you do with that gear is the journey. What you do with that Correct. lens, what you do with that camera body, what you do with your buddies, what you do at those meets, that's the journey. And that's the fun part for me. So, yeah, I love that. It's such a great point. I want to end on this. I don't want this to go on too long. You know, we're already at uh, yeah. almost an hour. Um, what do you think? What do you think? And we talked about what do we wish we knew when we started out. Um, what do you think is just one of the bigger challenges one of the biggest challenges that people are going to face when they start out in photography. What's like, if you had to pick number mm. one, top of the list, top of the mountain, what's the biggest challenge that someone could expect to face or might encounter when they first get started out? I'm not talking like years in, I'm talking right when they get that camera, what's some of the challenges and, and do you have any recommendations given your experience to overcome that? Yeah. Um, ooh, I'm going to say uh, wanting things to be perfect and criticism. Mm. Um, that was a challenge for me. Uh, I wanted everything to be perfect right off the back as soon as I got my camera. I wanted to be um, these guys on Instagram. I wanted to be these big photographers. I'm sorry, but I'm going to just put it out there. Um, I know you spoke about role models earlier, and I really didn't have a role model, to be honest with you. I know you probably had a couple role models nope. or a couple guys that you looked at nope. on Instagram as photographers. Oh, cool. See, I thought you did. But, yeah, I didn't look at other people because a lot of people will say, who, hey, bro, like, who do you follow on Instagram or who's your photography role model? I'm like, myself. Um, I don't need one because I want to be the best I can be, not being cocky or anything else like that. But, I mean, everybody, you know, vision is different. And I've learned that through photography as well. You know, what you see in your eye when you look through that lens is totally different from what I see. Unless, you know, we got the same shot, which happens sometimes. But most of the time, every like beauty is in the uh, eye of the beholder. You know, it's the same thing as photography. Um, and we all have a different vision. You know, we can shoot the same model, but have different looks. Um, but I would say just being perfect, man. Um, photography, uh, nobody's perfect. And we know that in life generally. Anything that you do isn't going to be perfect. You may get a perfect 100 on a score, but in photography, um, your, your photo is not going to come out perfect. Yep. I mean, yeah, you can say, hey, this came out perfect. In reality, you're probably like, when you get back to the house, you're just saying that for the model, you know, so they can be like, ha-ha, yeah, this is great, you know, <laughs> just to kind of make them happy because we've all been there where it's like, oh, yeah, this shot is perfect. Oh, I'm not going to show you, but yeah, it's great. I'm my own hype, and man. it's horrible. I I'll, be, I'll be confidently <laughs> wrong. I know, dude. I've seen it in person. It's hilarious. Um, but, you know, Miss being focus. perfect, um, being perfect in this photography game is something that you're going to get used to. Everything yep. is not perfect. You're not going to be great in one day. You're going to have to work and beat on that craft. You're going to have to take shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. And that's what I learned. You know, the you know you can sit behind your uh, MacBook or your HP or whatever, your computer, and learn about it. But until you go out and actually put the work in, that's when you start learning like late nights you know I remember our late nights in LA I remember me going out in the morning and going to the beach me going around a corner and shooting man I remember I used to just hold my finger on the shutter and it's just like you know like I just you know I was so eager to get out there and shoot um so that one day I can be perfect and five years later 
I'm nowhere near perfect. I've progressed and I've gotten better, but in this game, there's there's never an end story. There's no ending. So uh, being perfect is something that you guys are gonna have to understand that it it's not gonna come. But progression and being better at what you do is something that's gonna happen every day. You know, yesterday's photo versus today's photo or the next day's photo is gonna be better because you're learning and you're growing and you're shooting and you're understanding and you're understanding why, you know, this you know, shot should have this type of shutter or whatever. Um, and then quickly, excuse me, getting into criticism, you're gonna face criticism. Like I said earlier, people are gonna hate on you, people are gonna be like, ah, oh, that photo is trash. Again, I really want to hop into this whole, you know, uh, photo meets because that's where I face a lot of my criticism at, where people uh, didn't really care for me, where I would ask people, hey, how do you do this? And they criticize you because you don't know how to do it. And they look at you like, oh, you little beginner, hmm. I'm much more than you because I have this better Nikon and or better Sony and you don't even know about aperture or aperture priority mode, you know? Um, but that's something that you shouldn't let uh, get you down because if you just continue to beat on your craft and learn what you need to learn, um, you're going to be okay. And, you know, the next time you see that person, the next time you go to this meet, you know, uh, you might be better than that person who puts you down and, you know, gave you that criticism or said some mean words to you. So, I mean, for me, it was just those two things is um, understanding that I'm not perfect or I'm not going to be perfect in this craft and don't let criticism get to me because with those two things and understanding how to overcome those things, oh man, you set the world on fire and you just get up and you love what you do and with photography and shooting every day. Um, so, just understanding not to be perfect and, you know, understanding criticism and not letting it bother you Man. is going to be my two, uh, two goals. Dang, so, those you know, are, and I'm going to flip that question back on you, well, bro. Well, let me just, <laughs> let me just take in what you just said. <laughs> that's so true, man. It's just, I think it's a very common experience for people to deal with that perfectionism thing with photography. And, you know, we do have, we do want to produce something nice. And we want it to have a feeling and we want it to evoke some emotion when people see it. And, what I have found is that no one's going to like my photos as much as I do. No one's going to like them as much exactly. as I do. Nobody. Not my wife. My kids, they get kind of, you know, my, my three-year-old gets kind of excited. So that's cool. That feels good. But he might be the <laughs> exception to the rule. <laughs> but no one's, no one's going to like it as much as me. And no one's going to hate it as much as me. No one's going to like it as much as me, and no one's going to hate it as much as me. There are times that is when... crazy. Can you say that one yeah, more time? No one is going to like it as much as me, and no one is going to hate my photos and my work oh, as much as me. Huh. Can you relate to that? I could definitely relate. That's why I asked yeah. you if you can say it one more yeah. time, because it just struck a nerve, man. Yep. I have found it to be so unhelpful to be my worst critic. And uh, I could just refocus that energy on learning something new to improve and whatever it is. And also just appreciating that it's all about, like you said, it's all about progress. And it's all about pursuing the next best thing, the next better thing, the thing I can work on. And so, you know, it's really sad when we become our own worst critic and we also get criticism from the outside world. And we're just stuck in this like quicksand of, man, I can't catch a break. And honestly, the, the one break you can catch is by giving yourself that break, <laughs> by not holding yourself to this perfectionist standard to not be such a critic of yourself because I've been there, man, where I've said the meanest things to myself in my work and it's like, what? I'm saying this about myself. That doesn't even make sense. Like, as I sit here thinking <laughs> about crazy. it, dude, it doesn't even make sense that I would be like, 
you're horrible you suck look at look at you messed up here you did that bad here oh you wasted that model's time or you wasted that client's time because you didn't show up and at the end of the day they love the work like they they yeah. appreciate it they're they're full of Crazy, joy right? they love it and it's this i've dealt with it and maybe people can listening and i know Devonta, you've dealt with it is like we are our worst nightmare. We are our own worst nightmare oh, man. when it comes to the way Ooh. we judge our work, man. Uh, Another episode. Terabytes. Terabytes of photos I'll never share. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we call it next episode Unleashing the Terabytes. I don't know what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I man. don't know. How many times you, so how many many times you created a photo uh, a post on Instagram and not even shared it because you thought. Plenty of times. Mm, you stayed up all night editing that photo and you don't even share it because you're your own worst critic. Uh, right, so yeah, that's I'm why getting kind of getting kind of choked up just thinking about it because man, it's so it's so sad. Um, so perfect is impossible. No, you're right. Right, perfect is impossible. Like you're, you said. No, you're right. Yep. And uh, it doesn't help. It doesn't help us. It definitely doesn't give us any joy. It doesn't dev- definitely doesn't make this hobby any more interesting when we chase perfection. I'm chasing progress. Correct. I'm chasing growth. Facts. Right, I'm chasing just getting Facts. better than I was yesterday. And sometimes that means giving myself a break. Most of the time that means giving myself a break. Um, so you'll face that too if you haven't already. Welcome to the club. I feel like <laughs> I say that all the time. Um, yep. Perfect sucks, honestly. It's not possible. It so does. Why choose it? Yeah, man. And I just want to make sure those are your points that you would, you know. Yeah. Oh, your question, because sure. I flipped that question no, back no. at you. Uh, I just want to yeah, make sure. Yeah, I'm co-signing I'm like, exactly okay, what so you said. Okay, so the listeners know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, cool, because I, I just want to make sure. Perfectionism and and, and and the criticism piece is really important, too, because uh, you will face criticism, and we'll, we'll unpack that for sure on the next episode because we both have a lot to share about that. Because, honestly, what we do is we're trying to do the opposite of that. Uh, I'm trying to build you up strong. In the same way, I'm learning to build myself up strong. I'm, I'm not here to criticize you. Uh, constructive criticism, maybe, if you're open to it and you're, you want to go that route. I'm definitely one to help in mm-hmm. that way. Um, but knowing, knowing that people are going to criticize you, not everybody's going to be your biggest fan. Like I said in the beginning, no one's going to love my work as much as me. That comes with the territory, That's too. That's true. So just knowing That's that true. going in, I think, kind of helps you feel a little more on guard when if you didn't know it, you would feel more off guard. You experience these things, um, so I, I would agree. I think those are huge. Those are huge points. Um, perfect? Nope, not a thing. But you'll struggle with it. And criticism, if it's not here already, it's knocking on your door soon. Exactly, man. So I just want to say again, thank you, sir. Um, this is our first episode of the Createography Podcast. Uh, I mean, dude, I am. Still excited, even though we're actually ending our pod, you know, our episode, our first episode right now. Uh, we didn't plan on talking for an hour, but again, this just shows you guys how much uh, we can talk, but at the same time, how much stories and how much, you know, things we can share, how much, you know, the journeys that we've been through. And this is just our intro episode to episode one. I'm not going to say all our other episodes are going to be an hour long, you know, um, some maybe, some maybe 30 minutes, 45, some maybe two hours. I don't know, you know, um, but 
you know, I'm just glad that you guys are here, that you guys are listening. Um, thank you guys for being here. It means so much to me and Thomas, um, you know, if you decided to come over and listen to our podcast, because again, you know, we just hope that our stories help, you know, anybody who's listening, a beginner, intermediate experience, doesn't matter. Um, if you love photography or video, um, once we start getting into video, um, we hope that our stories make you laugh as well, or you've been through it. If you've been through it, you can relate. If you haven't been through it, maybe you'll go through it in the future. Um, and then you'll just think about what we said in our story so uh yeah man i'm glad that you guys are here um and i can't wait for episode two i can't wait for episode two thomas yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be we're gonna take we're gonna take it up a notch on uh, episode two because i got a specific thing in mind you're definitely gonna want to stick around for that one come back for the next episode uh and then if you see us on social media instagram Please feel free to give us feedback. Tell us what type of things you want to listen to. Give us feedback on how long you want these to be, too. I don't care if it's 15 minutes or an hour. As you can tell, Devante and I could talk about this stuff forever because we love it that much. And we just <laughs> we, we vibe exactly. off each other. This is just how it is. We do, we're, at, we're like this when we're not recording. So we're just putting mics exactly. in front of our faces at this point. So give exactly. us feedback. We're totally open to it. We don't really have a lot of expectations as, as far as where this goes or how it looks only that it helps you and it helps us as we talk about it. So definitely come back episode two uh, and drop some feedback if you feel, uh, feel it necessary. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast again, the Createography podcast where we talk about photo and video and we'll see you on episode two. You guys have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Peace.